0: Greetings, my friend. We are all interested in the future, for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That
1: is why you are here.
0: Welcome to episode 266 of the AFTN podcast. I am co-chair of the Get Jason DeVos Back on RTV committee, Joe DC. I am joined by Nicholas Ruprecht. His final paper of his degree was about the temperature dependence of the quantum Hall effect. Mm-hmm. Hello. <laughs> what, what can you tell us about the temperature dependence of the quantum Hall
1: effect? Um, it takes a long time for that quantum effect to appear and it takes (laughs) enough, enough to write about it. Yeah.
0: Well, very good. Um, no Gideon this week. There's a, there's a big Gideon shaped hole in our hearts. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and in my living room, um, we, you know, we, we miss Gideon. It's been different already. Yeah. Like I was, I was going to say earlier that you know, Nick, we have these conversations all the time, but this is mm-hmm. the first one that's being recorded. I know exactly. So it's so, just we gotta act natural, okay? Gotta be. <laughs> Get the microphone out of your head. It's all gonna be fine. That yeah. being said, opening question this week, Nick. Mm-hmm. What team event would you plan to make the white caps more consistent?
1: Um, I went it, towards the the kind of punishment route, I guess. I said paintball. And they can shoot the people who are making all the mistakes. <laughs> so, so you would you would line up the
0: more error prone players up against the wall. don't have. It. <laughs> okay. okay, that's not a lot, not very merciful. I went down a similar route. Um, I said you know escape rooms, like mm. they're very popular, especially like yeah, here in Richmond.
1: Need, you need my my work. We did an escape room. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Did, like, did you like my my hope is that you figure out who are the people you can trust, mm-hmm. who are the ones you can rely on, and who are just there
1: to complain, yeah. right? Well, it's like everybody has their, their talents, mm-hmm. you know, their specialty, mm-hmm. and that's kind of how we, did full, we didn't get out. We, oh, we missed the one. That we were, says something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we didn't get out because we, we didn't have a person who could play music. Oh, really? Yeah. The music was part of the last okay. key, so, you know, if you don't have that specialized player, yeah. I, play think, music. I think
0: there's two aspects to to this escape room for the white cap. First mm-hmm. of all, is what we we're just saying, right? You can figure out who who's mm-hmm. the more consistent and who mm-hmm. can you trust. The second one is it'll just be so funny to see um Ali Ghazal and Kendall Watson just cooped up in a little, little room. It'll be like a cartoon or something. So that's <laughs> With part some of my thing. Yeah, guy. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And then these guys all have like English isn't their first language most of them so yeah. they're just struggling to understand these word word games <laughs> okay well that's our opening question um, we'll go now to part 1 of 4 of our show so we're going to keep the same format without even without Gideon we're just trying not to we're going to do one man do you know who i am <laughs> yeah. where i just sit in silence <laughs> <laughs> there's enough silence with two of you but anyway um, okay complete the sentences part 1 so let's complete this sentence. The White Caps' biggest questionable position, I guess I should have phrased it, most questionable position, is blank. I,
1: I didn't, well, is creativity. Okay. I don't think we necessarily have a problem in terms of, you know, whether it's an AMC or a right winger or a left winger or a defensive mid, mm-hmm. because all the players are pretty solid. I think the question is really who is there who can consistently provide creativity, okay. and I just don't see that on this team right now. Okay. For me, I kept it more general.
0: Midfield. There's a lot, I'm going to talk about it later, but mm. there's a lot that needs to be worked out in terms of what do you want to be, right? Do you want to mm-hmm. be a more defensive team like we saw last season, or... A more attacking team like the fans want this season right mm-hmm. okay yeah these, this section is supposed to be short so we'll we'll talk about all this later in uh, part three of our mm-hmm. show so uh, sentence number two Robbo needs to work on blank more tactical flexibility okay so like a plan b yes <laughs> um yeah I'm gonna say actually that was my answer why did I say that Robbo needs to work on a plan b more no, oh, mm-hmm. I just sabotaged my own. Complete the sentence. Uh, <laughs> you um, don't even need Gideon here to yeah, exactly. sabotage <laughs> you. <laughs> um, okay, the next one is a, like a, a, there's two possible answers. It's all something hill from here. So I'm mm-hmm. looking for up or down. Well, I went side hill. Oh, <laughs> always find a way around Side it. hill. I'm trying um, to get you to commit to something. Well, side <laughs> hill is a thing. You know, you can go side hill skiing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't ski, so that's probably why I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> I controversially went for downhill. Mm. But, you know. Joe's a very negative person. <laughs> I am. I'm quite... Sometimes. Like, it's the Irishness. It is. Like, it's hard to get... Especially this season. If you get your hopes up with caps hmm yeah like I it's mean, a sad thing to say and i wish i didn't have to say it but that's just how it's been this season you know that great win against rsl and then you go to a 10-man minnesota a team and you yeah. lose 1-0 yeah but that is that's in that's the troll past. ball manager that's troll ball manager <laughs> um that's in the past here we look into the future mm-hmm. we have multiple crystal balls Herbal teas, or uh, what's that kind of tea?
1: Reading the the bones. Yeah, reading the bones. (laughs) bones.
0: (laughs) Nick has so many bags of bones, you wouldn't believe. Um, Yeah, we're going to look at Houston. This is the second team that we've played already that Mm -hmm. we're going to play again. Mm -hmm. First game uh, went pretty well. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. But Houston so far, Nick, what do you think?
1: Uh, I think they have. I think they had a very high potential coming into this. I think people expected them, at this point in the season, to probably be above the Caps, but I think... Yeah, the Caps have played two more games than they have. That's true.
0: So the the Caps have 10 games and 13 points, Mm -hmm. which isn't great. Mm -hmm. Um, There's only three teams in the whole conference, or sorry, four teams in the whole conference that have lost as many Mm -hmm. games as the Caps, And Houston have played eight games and have 11 points. So if Houston win this game, they will go ahead of the Caps on goal difference because the White Caps have a goal difference of minus 8. Houston have a goal difference of plus 5. Mm.
1: But their away form has not been that good. Yeah, that's true. Their away, like, and we were, beat them at home, which is yeah, confusing. Yeah, <laughs> There's they, no trends to draw from this. They were... I guess there's just not enough data points at this point in time, yeah. really. I mean, but away from home, I think people expected Houston to be a counter-attacking team. Yeah. Who do they have? Elias, you know... He'll, he can run you to death. Yeah. And
0: he um, is averaging 3.4 dribbles a game.
1: That's pretty good. Which is nuts. Yeah. And, and I mean, I think he is really absolute, Davies is only probably per 90 beating him. Yeah, could be.
0: But he's not their only threat. We'll, no. we'll talk about yeah. their multifaceted attack, which really, mm-hmm. on paper, is quite scary. Like, I said this before, I was terrified the first time we played them. Mm-hmm. Now that I've seen that... that what they can do, I'm just as scared.
1: Right? But I don't. I think they're having, in some ways, it. Maybe I'm wrong because I haven't watched Houston religiously. But I feel like they're having a similar season to the Whitecaps. I right
0: was. Now. I had the exact same thought. Just Very, looking at their results. Yeah, so they exactly. lost to Minnesota two weeks ago as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which you know we've seen what Minnesota are about. Yeah, they not really, fight hard. Yeah, you know, though they beat um, Toronto FC B. Yeah, five uh, one before that they drew with San Jose um they lost and San to New Jose England. is
1: a, a very poor team this yeah, year too yeah. they
0: lost to New England who aren't doing no, great the, um well De- New
1: England is doing quite decent i yeah. think i think they've had a renaissance and
0: i guess they're not just standing out yeah. too much um they tied with DC United before that and mm. then the game before that was when they lost to the Whitecaps so yeah like since we played them last they've only had you know two or three good results
1: and that game that game was almost two months ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think I think like yeah, I feel like they they've had and in many ways this team is also very similar to the Caps. I mean, last year they were very similar to the Caps: defend deep, hit people on the counter. But they have so much more in attack than the Caps do. You? Yeah, that's true. And I think this year you can see that because like I was looking at their stats. I mean, this year I think what was it? Thirty percent of their play has been in the opposition third. And then forty five percent has been in the middle third. Mm-hmm. So they're a little bit more attacking than last year's. But but they have switched to a four two three one. I don't remember what they were playing before. I think they were playing four three three.
0: Okay, but four two three one will mean you get a bit more possession if mm-hmm. you can dominate the midfield, which they can because of Darwin's Seren.
1: Yeah, fantastic. Um what was it? Three point one tackles per ninety and 2.3 interceptions per 90. Mm-hmm. So that is a defensive beast and I think you have a a stat about his ability to turn and use that tackling ability. What was it?
0: I do. Oh, he has 0.9 key passes a game yeah. for a defensive midfielder. Yeah. It is pretty pretty nuts.
1: That shows you he he's super key to their ability to yeah. win the ball back.
0: Let's let's jump into their midfield then. It's Eric Alexander usually, unless mm-hmm. he's injured or yeah. something like that. And he's actually been quite good. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. And then it's Serena, as we said. Yeah. Um, uh, Albert Elise on the left or the right, they yeah. they can Switch. interchange. Thomas Martinez down the middle, mm-hmm. and on the right it was um, Andrew Wenger, but he's gone to fullback, fullback, which is interesting. We'll talk a little bit more. Uh, but it's um, is it Manotas who is playing? Manotas is up front usually. Okay.
1: And he's been Oh it's a uh, Kyoto. Yeah Kyoto on the left. Kyoto on the left. But Minotas yeah. has been having quietly a very good season. Yeah. yeah. He scored four goals.
0: Yeah. Just on the ratings that on on uh, who's scored dot com, they have Kyoto as their best player so far this season. Hmm. Elise is second. And um then it's uh Marcus Beasley at left back. Hmm. A timeless wonder, Marcus yes. Beasley. I True. can remember watching him play for the states back before i moved to canada that was I, I hope that's actually correct but um he's just fantastic isn't he
1: yeah no he i mean he never he never, never really puts a foot wrong and yeah. he never really and does, really calm yeah he never makes he very rarely will you see him make a mental mistake like yeah. step in I, I think when he doesn't need to or or anything like that
0: i think um if like if you had to pick a team mm-hmm. to game manage the last ten minutes, when you're up one zero, I would have Beasley in there. Like, yeah. he just, he just seems, he just, he's a cool head in there and really good in that back line too. Though they have uh, Senderos, yeah, Arsenal Hall of Famer, uh, <laughs> Felipe Senderos. But
1: I don't know if he's he hasn't played. I don't feel like he's played that much. Oh, okay. I don't know. I mean, oh,
0: it's yeah. Sorry, it's been Machado and Leonardo. Yeah, playing centrally. Yeah, Machado. I was looking at some. I can't remember the exact stat, but his aerial um, ability has really been helping Houston. Yeah, Wenger has gone to
1: right back. Andrew Wenger. Yeah, um, that is an interesting thing. because That's he really surprising. Had, he was a fantastic forward offensive production for yeah. DC. Houston and for the last... Yeah. But when he was playing for Houston, he was also fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like he, he was making tons of um, assists and goals, and you wouldn't think of him as a threat man, but he could... He was putting him in, and he kind of just ghosted into the, the box and, and did his thing. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of interesting that they dropped him to fullback.
0: It'll be interesting to see how he defends against... Uh, like, the Caps' only route forward is on, Davies. on the... Yeah, is on the <laughs> I was going to say on the wings, but yeah, you're right, it's Davies. It'll just be interesting to see a lot of players, as they grow older, move back, right? Like, move, mm-hmm. like you know, Ryan Giggs moved from being a winger to a central midfielder, like that kind of mm-hmm. a thing, right? And moving from winger to fullback is a very interesting development because you know, you have to get back and defend more, right? And yeah. but uh, then, fullbacks have a lot of running to do.
1: Yeah, and I think but I think because he's so because he was he wasn't necessarily like a brute force physical no, winger. No, he was a clever who, he's clever, a clever winger. winger. So I think that moving him to fullback, you know, he can utilize that intelligence. And he can utilize himself as a good outlet in the attack Mm -hmm. you know he's played as a winger sends in crosses you know he knows he and, and as a fullback you also want your fullbacks to be able to pick their time to go forward to send in a cross right yeah
0: yeah um there's other players we haven't mentioned but like all these guys seem to just quietly go about their work like we said, they're not overperforming or anything, but
1: like yeah, they no, have these I key think, cogs. I think they should be where they are. I think I saw an. Interest. I think they should be above. Like I just look yeah. at these individuals because I, I looked at what was it? They they probably should be doing a little bit better. I believe so. Like, they
0: do have those two games. Like are two games behind, mm-hmm. and like the just that strike power. We've look, we've talked about their attack, right? Elise yeah. is one of the best. Like if he's on form, he's one of the best players in the league. Yeah, was- stats are are speaking out, right? Yeah, Manotas, like you said, you know he had a really hot streak, and he's still we saw him be really dangerous against the Whitecaps. But right? he has good
1: movement, and yeah. the fact that he can and Martinez sh- can pick that movement. Right? Yeah, exactly. He has good movement, and he combines. Well, with what they have on the wings mm-hmm. right? He's not going to. He's going to make the run that makes it easier to generate space. Yeah, out wide. Yeah, I'm. Right?
0: I'm not sure how recent the switch to four-two-three-one was, but last week they beat LA Galaxy three-two at home. Mm-hmm. It was a very oh. fun game. Yeah, and but I think that big was big result.
1: That was a game that they needed to win if they wanted to, and. If they wanted to start going in a positive direction, right? So
0: yeah, and they had a f- sellout crowd too. Uh, B- 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 Bvaa, B-V-A-A stadium. stadium isn't usually full. In fact, I've seen it empty more than full. But uh, well, yeah. I think
1: it's because it's Houston in the middle of the day. You're going to be. be super hot.
0: That's a very good point. They got a 90th minute minute winner winner yeah. from Memo uh, yeah. Rodriguez. Quioto um, got a goal before that and Mayor, which is an amazing name uh, got the first goal for, for Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, Mayor is a defender, defender center yeah. back. Yeah, him and Machado started that game mm-hmm. and uh, it wasn't Chris Seitz in goal it was uh, Willis's God it's a weird name. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I think they should be doing better to be honest. Yeah, I
1: think I think one stat that I saw that was really interesting I think it was up on it the mlssoccer.com was the goals for minus ex- expected goals. Okay, yeah. that's a good. That's a good stat. And it was for them it was minus 1.11. Yeah, they're scoring less goals than they're expecting to score. So they're generating chances but they're just not putting them away. Okay. So, yeah.
0: Interesting. That's an interesting way to the, like ex- expected goals is a a fun Fun stat, exactly. like yeah. there's a, there's a little kind of you have to there's a lot of leeway, and, and like, you have to put like quotations when you use yeah. like because it doesn't fully translate to goals, right? Yeah. Um, but that's a good way to present it, I think, because yeah. it pr- it shows it's this differential,
1: differential, yeah, of like, yeah. well, what is it? That's- you can
0: tell there's two people who have degrees in physics talking when differential just rolls off the yes. tongue. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, so this game, they're away from home. You mentioned mm-hmm. that away from home, they haven't been great. But there's a lot of threats we have to worry about, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, um Elise it,
0: could beat four or five people and stick it in the top corner easily. Oh like, yeah, that's his. He could do oh that. Yeah. And closing down, he, they're very strong at that as well. Yeah, have um, a really good,
1: a pretty good pressing. But pressing. then
0: again, there's a reason why they're not doing very well from away from home. Yeah, I don't. I personally don't think they're under the best coach. Um, you don't think so? Wilmer Cabrera was voted like the least popular coach. Remember we did that ESPN. Yeah. He was voted the least popular coach. That has to come from somewhere. Like, cause he doesn't, he's not like he's an angry guy or anything like that. Well, like,
1: I mean, maybe, maybe it's because he kind of has favorites. I mean, yeah, could be like it. I think that like the main guys continuously play for that team, but you want that. Yes, you do. But the players want that and the
0: fans want that too, right? Like an unpopular thing sometimes is rotating players who don't necessarily need to to be rotated. Right. As far as the caps go. Sometimes there was times that you wanted a player to be dropped. Well, or times you want players, players or to be someone. put in, right? Yeah, exactly. Like for example,
1: I mean, I I have been calling for having Davies on the field all the time. Mm.
0: That's a but. I think there's another element to that because you have to manage the minutes. Yeah, there there is a reason for that kind of stuff. I understand it, but I want you need Davies to win games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. It's, okay. Quick roundup of how you think Houston are going to set up for this game. I
1: think they're going to be more of their counter attacking self mm-hmm. because I don't think that's good for, that's not their style, but I I, I think, I off. think if I just watched that Minnesota game yeah, and I was like, well, they have no creative <laughs> options yeah. coming forward. Well, I'm not going to be afraid to let them come forward mm-hmm. because what are they going to do? Yeah. I
0: think they will be allowed to come forward mm-hmm. as we've seen so many times before. Mm-hmm. And that, That's what Carl Robinson will want to do, and I think Wilmer Cabrera will just allow that to happen. Mm. I still think Houston are probably going to get some form of a result, though. Um, Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. I don't.
1: I wouldn't be surprised to see a draw. Really? Yeah.
0: Score draw, or is that too much to hope for?
1: I think score draw. I I think maybe one one or something like that. If I was to put my neck out. Okay. And give it a number.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Good. Usually this is where we have. Do you know who I am? Um, like we, two of us could play, but I would know the answer.
1: Yeah, uh, and <laughs> I wouldn't get it anyway. And we, and, and
0: we did two last week. Yeah, and uh, also discussed how Owen Hargreaves somehow played for the Calgary Foothills under ah, 23. That was amazing. Yeah, that was a fun discussion.
1: He should come back to Canada. Start in the, the Canadian Premier. League. Imagine
0: if we saw him at the away end at the TSS Rovers games. For, that'd be pretty <laughs> that'd be pretty amazing. amazing. There is one Champions League winner in the stands, or he's won it twice. So I guess. Anyway, um, okay, okay. yeah, we've had a barrage of questions from people. We, I've spread them out um, over the Caps discussion. Mm-hmm. There's a couple that we can discuss right now. Okay. And also we have that long-awaited uh, World Cup jersey discussion. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, yes. First of all, a man very close to your heart and mine, mm-hmm. uh, Dan Cain. Mm-hmm. He says, um, is it right to buy a Chrysler? Is that an inside joke that I'm missing?
1: I think it's a Simpsons reference. Okay. It, he's, making, he's asking if it's right to buy a Chrysler. Well, What is the answer? I don't know, I guess it depends on what you're really looking for <laughs> okay. I know there is, is it right i think I think the re- joke he's referencing is then we have to frame it as a moral question oh. is it right to buy a oh. <laughs> we, we have a, we have for? a
0: lot of i we have a few uh notable Simpsons fans who listen to the podcast, so yeah. hopefully you guys can address that in the uh, <laughs> in Twitter there's a lot of other questions, I think most of them re- revolve around the white cap, so we'll save that for part three of the show mm-hmm. uh, there was a Uh, Chris Cargan and Michael McCullough are having a discussion as we speak about the transfer value of Alphonso Davies. Mm. Um, And then Chris is very annoyed that I say that Davies should play on the right because it messes with one of his chants, which is fair enough. (laughs) Fair enough. It's hard to come up with songs. He does a great job He does a fantastic job. (laughs) Okay, World Cup jerseys.
1: Nick, take it away. Well, well, World Cup jerseys. Where do I start? Okay. First of all,
0: the jerseys you own are quite random and magnificent. So uh, Crystal yeah. Palace, right? I have a
1: Crystal Palace. I don't have the Crystal Palace. Uh, what is it? What year was it? But it's the year the black with the. I love. Jerseys oh, a few that years the ago. Slash, the stripe. The yeah. slash stripe, like, like Peru. Fantastic, Peru. Like Peru. To... I was going to bring yeah. that up. I love. Uh, Not just because I know some Peruvian people, (laughs) but I do love Peru's home jersey. Yeah, classic, timeless. We we had a mutual friend who wore it all the time.
0: Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah, Yeah. it's a really lovely jersey. It's It's very very simple. Nice jersey. Um, Very
1: simple. Very beautiful, classic.
0: Let's let's rattle off your club ones so we can get to the. Country. No, no, no. We don't have to rattle off. We'll be
1: here forever. <laughs>
0: Wolfsburg. Uh, what else you got? Werder Bremen.
1: Yeah. Um. Okay. I like green. I do like green. Yeah. Um. World Cup. Then. Okay. Yeah. So we started off with Peru. That's a classic one. One that I really like is the Serbia away jersey with the Slavic colors. The current run. one. Um, i think it it's the one that they're gonna wear at the world cup okay. it might be their current one but the one that they're gonna are uh, they unveiled for the world cup yeah it's got the slavic of color, colors you know the the red dark blue white yeah kind of running down the front yeah. looks really nice That's cool. and the Serbian crest is very distinctive yeah i love it
0: do you remember there was an old uh, dutch kit that mm-hmm. where the blue and the uh red or orange i guess were like mixi- mixed, mixed yeah they were like together. yeah they, they were Colliding on the jersey. Yeah, yeah, remember. I remember Dirk Kout used to wear that one. And, uh, yeah, like, it looked really good. Any other uh, notable
1: jerseys? I think... Obviously, Ireland 2002 goes (laughs) that (laughs) same. I think Belgium's away jersey with the kind of Mm gold-yellow, I really like that. Very distinctive. It's kind of different from what Belgium usually wears. Um, But I like that. I like the yellow color. You know, not too many teams... um, not trying, you know, do that yellow color. I mean, yeah. Australia does. Yeah. Speaking of Australia, I really love their away jersey: dark green, lime accents, mm-hmm. and that fantastic small diagonal slash. Looks really good.
0: We're slowly turning into a fashion bucket.
1: Um. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. Um, Germany. Okay. They're going Just for a retro look. This this World Cup. This World Cup, they're going back to the. 91 retro look, oh, except really? instead of, um, like the red, uh, orange or red gold black color, it's just all black. Okay. Um, it looks quite nice. I huh. think it looks you know very minimalist, very simple. And their away jersey. I'm, I mean, I'm a little bit biased. It, it looks great. I yeah, think. I think uh-huh. they're gonna
0: win the World Cup. Let alone win the Fashion World, World,
1: Cup. Fashion uh, any, World Cup. Any
0: any notable um, blunders? The you one that what? comes to mind is Slovenia in the 2010 mm. World Cup. They had a jersey that had like I guess a mountainous country, so they had like mm. these peaks on the jersey. Yeah. And maybe it was because they played in probably the worst game I've ever seen, but I thought that jersey didn't look very good. <laughs>
1: yeah. I think Argentina away, the away. black, the black, okay. the black and kind of blue one. I think that one's just trying too hard. Okay. I mean, they have a classic look. Why even try to deviate away from it? Yeah. What are you trying to do? And the other one that I kind of question is Nigeria's home jersey. It's kind of like a green with an orange color. Okay. I'm nodding, like, but I have no idea what that looks like. I mean, Nigeria? you can look it up, but okay. I think it's a little... It's bold, and I will give it credit for that. And they're trying something different, but I don't know if it will you know, work. Okay. Um, but yeah. And then I think Japan... They have kind of like a white cap's raindrop look.
0: Okay. Their logo is weird, if I remember
1: correctly. They have yeah. like an eagle or they something. They have an eagle on it, yeah. Huh. I, don't, I don't know. I'm kind of like on the fence about that one. Okay. We should have a and knockout,
0: uh, like a jersey. Jersey World knock, Cup Jersey knockout. Knockout round. <laughs> yeah, we should totally do that. Vote
1: vote well, for which ones you prefer.
0: Um Again, I forgot who asked that question, but it led to a fruitful discussion on our. Oh part. yeah, I uh,
1: we love soccer fashion. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Um, earlier, my wife said, uh, like, posed a moral question: is should all the players wear uh, wear the same boots? Because, mm-hmm. like, are we encouraging individualism too much?
1: Is your wife not like individualism? <laughs> I don't know.
0: She just she just said it as we were walking back from the car, and I was like, but that's, a that's a good that's question. A- it's
1: yeah. a good question. I mean, like, I think." It's fine for them to. I think the only thing that I don't like is when they're wearing two different colored boots. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Who, who did that? Who uh, doing that for I while? knew.
0: I knew people I played with who did that. It drove me. Bomb. Yeah,
1: it's it's like it's too I pretentious. Mean, <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> a it's a little over the top. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like if if you want to wear like gold plated <laughs> shoes, that would be uh, not allowed. Cause it's <laughs> a met, you, you can have metal cleats, but you can't have yeah. metal. Uh, <laughs> But like you know, the golds, yeah, yeah, yeah. colored kind of, you know, and you want to. We have to, another mutual friend who works. Uh, no, sh- th- no names, <laughs> no names will be mentioned.
0: But uh, we will. Uh, actually, I was almost going to say something. Uh, no, Nick and I, Nick and I, will be at the Quiet Caps game in a special capacity this Friday. Um, <laughs> follow our Twitter for more uh, on that. We'll let you know next week. It's uh, it's kind of a dark, a black op right now. Um, okay, we have a lot more questions, but we'll answer those as we. I think go you're typing people up too much with that. I, um, okay, part three.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Whitecaps. Oh, there's no interstitial music this time mm-hmm. right? because uh, "Do You Know Who I Am" didn't happen. Yeah. But uh, we can just go straight into it, right? Yeah, we'll let's dive it. into it. Question one for the Whitecaps, though, Nick. What's going on? <laughs>
1: They can't control the game. Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, like how, lo- like whether it is them getting red cards or whether it is them being up a man, they can't control the game. Like you either are getting so hot headed you're getting a red card, or you're you have so many so so little creativity. Yeah, going forward that you have no idea what to do. I wonder how far it would go though. Like, do you need Two red cards for the Caps to be able to control the game, or three red cards? I mean, like, I feel like maybe they should be aiming... You know, that was the problem. I, I feel like, well, there's a lot to, to unpack there, but there's a question of, too, is there too much rotation happening, you know? Yeah. How much rota- How much is rotation affecting the play of all the players. Maybe I'm but making I th- I more of a big deal out of this.
0: That's one factor in a larger Yes, sport. exactly. So
1: I think what I'm what I'm trying to get at is it's not so much that there's one key thing, we we do this, everything will be fixed. It's more, well, me, we need to sit down and have a serious think of what's the philosophy mm-hmm. at this I, I hate yeah. to use that word maybe. So, philosophy
0: but, philosophy is a very apt word to use at this time because the philosophy that the Caps thought they had or um, were aiming to have is coming under intense scrutiny, right? Yeah because, because it's not working. You know? Mm-hmm. When when you like when you do anything, let alone think of a game plan for a professional soccer team, you have to think how feasible it is and how well it will work, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, anything from going grocery shopping to mm-hmm. planning a construction site. Yeah. You know? You need to un- like it's there's like this Bible verses about being able to planning within your means, right? Yeah. And it's, I think it, that's what's... It's a case of that falling short. Why that is happening is also a multifaceted kind of a, a thing as well. But, like, what's going on is the the Cap's identity isn't sticking or isn't working. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we rag... The
1: identity that they had for the last two, three seasons.
0: Yeah. But we, we rag on this, the MLS, all the time, you know? Like, we can find funny things every week yeah. um, to talk about. But... One thing that the league does do quite well is the whole parity thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like,
1: teams are able to bounce back relatively quickly. You mm-hmm. don't see teams... Look at FC Dallas. I yeah. mean, last year, they got not, they didn't get into the playoffs. Yeah. And right now, at least, they're mm-hmm. doing fantastically well. Yeah. And, and, like,
0: Kansas didn't make it super far in the playoffs.
1: This season, they look like one of the best teams mm-hmm. in the league. And, like, and then switch side of that, flip it around, look at Toronto. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but there's, but, there's other reasons. But, but then the thing is with Toronto, they may have dug themselves into too deep of yeah, a hole. Yeah, yeah. I actually, when they lost,
0: I think their second B team game, I thought, oh, that's like, I know they're not going to chase the President's, uh, or not President's Trophy, that's hockey, mm-hmm. the supporters' <laughs> shield. shield. There yeah. we go. Um, I knew that they'd be in a bit of trouble. But they just have to make the playoffs. That's the other yeah, thing, right? Yeah, that's all I have to um, do. We've had a question from uh, Greg Petrie or Petrie. Post game, which player gets trotted out to explain? We've learned our lesson, and that effort won't happen again this time. So, so who
1: but, takes on Felipe's yeah, yeah, role? Yeah,
0: Felipe. I think Waston before that. Kamara had something as well. Who is uh, it this time? Too early, it this time? Davies, right? uh, too early for Davies, right? Too early for Davies. Marinovic has a nice accent. Maybe they'll let him mm, do the maybe talking. But
1: he's a, he's a goalie. I mean, how much, how accountable was he really yeah, on that goal?
0: Actually, I I do have an article planned about looking at uh, his his shot stopping. Mm -hmm. I just just want to dig into it because I feel Mm -hmm. like there's something there. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. Who's it going to be? Who's Who's it going to
1: be? I mean, I would maybe do Sean Franklin.
0: Yeah, but he isn't, he can't take too much of But he did not
1: play well in that game. Yeah, but he's only played three or two or three games, right?
0: Fair enough. But
1: Um, I mean, who was it on the other side? It was Levis on the other side. And he was fantastic. Yeah.
0: So, I mean... He's up against one heck of a challenge this weekend in Albert the Leeds. Yeah. I, like, but, he's had a hard introduction to playing, like, starting it for an MLS team. But game. for
1: the last two games, he's been yeah. fantastic, so...
0: No, I, I agree. Just to answer the question, I don't know, Boston, No, I'm going to go with
1: Sean Franklin. Sean he,
0: Franklin. He didn't play, so... Or maybe Gazelle. Yeah, Gazelle. Mesquita. Everyone likes Mesquita. It's going to be someone likable. But, like... Yeah, what Greg's point is, it's getting tiring just having these people come out and say, say this, words. This basically, media trained. It's words. Thing. Yeah, it's words. It's words without you and know. I think you have to give outcome. you have to give caps fans credit enough that they can tell what's jargon and mm-hmm. what's you know heartfelt. But yeah, if you want heartfelt stuff, go to the players' Instagram. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then you'll see heartfelt stuff. Yeah, yeah. In in the kind of form we're in, what approach should we take? Just with squad selection. So, we're talking rotation, wholesale changes, what's Mm -hmm. going on?
1: Yeah, I think the problem is the way the squad is built. Okay. In my opinion. You mean transfer-wise? Like, in in terms of transfer-wise. Okay. I would be, I mean, unfortunately, the window has closed, right? Yeah. So... Opens again in July or something. Yeah, exactly. So, what I would be doing is looking at, well, how can we move in someone who can help us control the game a little bit better? Because I feel like I've seen enough. Maybe I'm judging a little too harshly right but, now. No, I, I agree with that. But which he, position specifically? I really don't care. As yeah. long as it's somebody who can help us. I mean, my personal preference would be someone in an AMC kind of role.
0: Okay. Who's who, played for Everton and United. <laughs>
1: <and laughs> but someone, <laughs> someone who can give us an idea. And I think... Reyna did a really good job when he came on. But I think he came on maybe... Uh, the problem was... Okay, look at the game in Minnesota. We were having... mini Minnesota, at that point in time, was playing five at the back. How many people did we have in the box? Yeah. No, that's a good point. Like, three? Like, come on. Okay, Kai Kamara maybe counts as 1.5 people. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we only had... And then we send in... 37 crosses in the whole game. Well, what kind of I those are that's not ideas. That's yeah. basically you had a game plan and you stuck very rigidly, if I was to borrow, charge of the light brigade kind of style. Yeah, like it's so rigid. Yeah. That when they don't have that open when they're not able to do counterattacking on the wings and they don't have that space to run in, we don't have that space to run into on the wings, we have no idea what to do. Mm-hmm. as as a, as a team the Whitecaps have no idea what to do they looked totally aimless Reyna came on and he made the best chance basically was ringing one off the, the poster crossbar really he got unlucky at that yeah. but he was at least trying something different he was combining with the wingers trying to drag it in inward maybe trying to do like some short one twos I don't know but yep. that's that's what I'm I'm feeling that they need. So is, who
0: who are you pointing the finger at?
1: I'm pointing the finger more at the acquisition of players in the in the off and that falls to uh, we don't really know who that. Falls yeah, to. we all we already know who that falls to. Yeah, you know. So yeah, that's that's where I point the okay. finger. The, the The problem isn't necessarily the individual players. I feel like it's a structural problem with how the squad was built. Yeah, is they didn't have that player who can be creative and provide that creative part. Maybe Reyna can create, provide that creative spark. He's not in the right place to make any of that happen right now. Yeah, fair enough. But, like, he almost did. But, the, I but mean, then, if, but if, then if... Felipe
0: is the kind of player that you think would be able to do that well, you know? Like, and then that's not happening either. I think that number 10, just to answer the, the two questions ago, um, that number 10
1: position is what we're really, really missing. Yeah, like, in a sense that's what I feel like right now we're missing. Yeah. Like either maybe someone as a number ten to play as a second forward off Kamara, yeah. or, or something like that. Someone who can also or, think, yeah. or someone as a, a playmaker kind of style. What, what do you think is more likely? We acquire a player
0: like that or we change our like um go to formation to in something order, else. To something else. Like a four four two or three I mean, three or something. Okay. Like
1: I think it's more likely that they go and get a player in the transfer window. To fit the... To it's fit what's happening right okay. now. Okay. Because I don't... under I would not... The only way I can see them changing wholesale their formation and saying, let's try this, is if the whole thing barn gets burned down, as it were.
0: We still have three five two to go back to if we need Shut to.
1: Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, a terrible yeah. idea.
0: Oh, absolutely. Okay, more questions, because we really got lots of great questions from everyone. Uh, Jason which is great. <laughs> is mm-hmm. it Jason? Um, he has uh, two questions mm-hmm. and they're worded quite similarly. So question number one, do you think the Caps fans are obsessed with the idea of signing a big name DP? Obsessed is too strong a word. I would it?
1: say like...
0: Fans are excited by transfers. It's yeah. the same any team. Yeah. Um, but I think there is a I expectation. Think maybe
1: because we're Vancouver and maybe I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. But, you know, sometimes in Vancouver sports, we have a kind of uh, what do I want to say, attitude? Entitlement? Not an entitlement, but we feel like we're kind of left out. Yeah? In a sense, because we are kind of like, we're in the corner of the Pacific Northwest. Far away from other far teams. Far away from other teams. When you go abroad and you say you're from Vancouver, do yeah. most people really know where that's from?
0: When I was told I was moving to Vancouver, I had no idea where it was. So, it's an so exact there logo. you go. You know, I, was, like, I was 16. It,
1: it, but you know, But this is the point, right? Yeah. It's not like... We can't be like New York or L.A. Yeah. You know. That's, that's something that's quite interesting. You hear,
0: like if you follow British media, um, mm-hmm. you like when a player says they're going to the States, they they always say that they're going to New York or L.A., right? They choose those countries or those yeah. towns, right? Um, how many people without coming to Vancouver and realizing how nice it actually is would, yeah. would come yeah. to Vancouver, right? Yeah, exactly. Like Jordan Much is an example of someone who came here, saw how nice it was and wanted to come God. back, right? Yeah, exactly. I think that's interesting. Okay, uh, Jason's second question: um, Do you think Whitecaps fans care more about how much money the team spends rather than results? I don't mm-hmm. think so. I think when the results are bad, they care. They use the money card as a big thing. Yeah. But we've seen teams succeed in this league without without using money.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's ML. Well, it's MLS. You could. You should really be arguing all the teams are essentially having the same amount of money.
0: But then you see Atlanta spending like. Eight figures on players, and you- but
1: essentially, we, you could make an argument at least that the the variability between the team spending money is not huge, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, there is some, and you can see it in the results, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, nice guy
0: Austin, who I believe gave us the World Cup jersey question. Mm. He asked, "Robo out, Robo out, or Robo out?" Uh, I'm not on the Robo out train yet. Mm. Like, here's
1: the thing. I think you can... Well, if you kick him out, who are you going to replace Yeah, him?
0: that's the big question. That's Honestly, a,
1: yeah. who are you going to be able if, to if there entice? Was,
0: if there was a great person lined up, yeah, then like, it would be good. It's, it's a question um, of who
1: are you going to bring in mm-hmm. to replace him. If you're going to kick him out... And like, let's be honest. I think he's been doing a fantastic job with what he has had. And yes... We should be demanding results. And maybe it's just that his tactics are growing stale over, you know, however many two, three, the two, three years, yeah. right? That we've been implementing this kind of system. Mm-hmm. And other teams have basically been like, well, this is how you figure it out. Yeah. You go down a man and let the white caps attack. <laughs> <laughs> you can afford get, one red card. You're going to get a um, red card. Just
0: right? a word of warning on that. Like firing your coach doesn't mean results get better. No, exactly. It's, in, the Premier, in the Premier League, all three teams who are in the relegation zone have either fired their coach... Stoke. Look ...recently... With, look yeah. Look what happened with Stoke. And Stoke is probably the best Stoke example. And West, really West example. Brom, too. Oh, oh West, West Brom, Brom West, hopefully they can escape. Oh no, they, they, today they, oh got, they relegated. got relegated. Yeah. Oh. I know. oh, no. What yeah. am I
1: going to do with my West Brom jersey? We will
0: know. I have, I have one, too. Um... Uh, yeah, that's a sad moment for the old view from two hundred two crew. Yeah, because we exactly. uh, unanimous, unanimously support uh, West Bromwich Albion. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like they reasons. both of those teams fired long term or like not long term coaches, but actually they were both Tony Pulis. Funny enough, yeah. Like Stoke haven't been the same since Tony Pulis, mm-hmm. and West Brom haven't been the same since Tony Pulis, and that was only this season, yeah. right? Um, now, if Tony Pulis
1: wanted to come to Whitecaps. What did you What did you think of that? I'd love it. Yeah, I'd love it too, man. <laughs> I'd be Honestly, like, yeah, like it's ugly,
0: but like it, it works. Even, <laughs> it really works. Um, although, actually, I need more time to think about that. <laughs> I Need more because levels. I don't know if I'm ready to see that many long balls.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, if we can get a good striker, you know, yeah. If we could, Peter Crouch. Yeah. yeah, that would be a great. Peter sign. Crouch would be fun. Um, yeah, he'd almost be. He's be taller than me. <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs>
0: um, What parts of the fields do we want to see change tactically?
1: Like I said, we need some sort of cre- creator.
0: So you're talking it. about getting the ball away from the wide positions, more central.
1: Yeah, well, either somebody who can get the ball, but like this is what I feel like has really been missing is like somebody who can combine with the wings, like drift. How many of our AMCs have we had recently that have been able to go with the wingers? Well, dangerous at the top of the box,
0: right? Yeah, so exactly. So they can receive the ball, and you were worried about them shooting. Mm-hmm. You're worried about them passing, putting it through to someone. Like, because
1: yeah. how can you defend that? Right? You basically have
0: yeah. to choose your poison at that point. And right? if you can't, if you know the other team can't do that, you just funnel them out wide, and you and know, then you just not.
1: let them send in 37 crosses.
0: Yeah, yeah I think. I think we're on to something. Um, but, it's, okay, attacking, what should our pr- approach be? Yeah,
1: so going forward, like I would love to keep the counterattacking thing going Yeah, because, A, we have fantastic wingers. That makes the best use of Davies, but give him that support, that someone in the middle that he could combine with. Mm. So he doesn't always have to go out wide. Is that Reyna or I, th- I really would like to see Reyna. I think Reyna can do it. Because look what he was doing in Minnesota. I'm not saying he changed the game. I'm not saying he won the Whitecaps the game, but he at least was one of the few people going forward. I felt. But Reyna versus Seren. Yeah, I mean it's a difficult battle. Yeah. I think honestly, like, who else are you gonna? Yeah, put Felipe. In that?
0: Felipe hasn't. He been, hasn't, been, hasn't been doing that job, so might as well put Raina there, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I
1: mean, it's, is Davies playing too much? Is the next thing we're going to talk about? Is Davies playing too much? Yeah, I would say no because I'm totally on the Davies hype train and I would just ride that into the <laughs> ground. <laughs> but um, then uh, you will counter with,
0: "Why would you ride this young kid yeah, into the ground?" Well, okay, there's there's okay, there's a quite a cynical approach to this. Mm-hmm, okay. Davies won't be at this team for long, correct? I don't know. Okay, it, I mean, Davies won't be here in two or three years. Right? I could see that. I don't think he'll be here next year, to be honest. Like, this season could be the last we see of him. Which is good for him, right? Let's yeah, be, good let's for Let's be realistic. Him, right? for the it sucks maybe, for us. It really sucks for us, because he's been so much fun to watch. And mm-hmm. watching him grow, too. From last season just being mm-hmm. more of a flair player, to this season actually the end product developing, mm-hmm. right? That Such tangible growth that you see. First time we've seen that, really, because, you know, Russell Tybert stalled a little bit, and then, you know, our... Some some draft picks, I guess Tim Parker grew a little bit, but Davies is a different category of player, right? The cynical thing is that you know we won't have him for long, so why don't we just play him all the time anyway, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not what Carl Robinson. That's not his his Responses, response. Response, yeah. But which you know, there's some level of honor in that because you're you're you know giving him certain minutes, making sure he learns from those minutes, yeah, and not just you know giving him way too much too quick, right? Yeah, so what I want and what Robo is going to do is completely different. And that's fine. That's the way it should be. Mm-hmm. We're the media. He's the manager. We, ju- we, we react and he does his, his thing. Yeah, he does his thing. So I have no, I have no beef with any of that. It's just yeah. that I have a desire to want him to play because he's the only player who seems to be able to do anything. Um,
1: well, the- he's the most dangerous player When he's on the field. Yeah, easily. For the Whitecaps. Like, maybe
0: Kamara, but he's not in fun form right now. Maybe coming back from injury. Well, he's coming back from injury, right? All right, two more questions. Mm -hmm. So, um, actually, one more, because we answered uh, Dan's two questions earlier. Mm -hmm. A question from Matt Johnson. He knows that I really want Davies to play on the right, but Mm -hmm. what if we put Davies in the middle and Reyna on the left, and they Mm -hmm. can switch back and forth? Um, and he says I believe Reina has some success playing on the left last season. Thoughts? I would
1: like that. Listen, if this, if the season ends up tanking, try it out. Because I don't think necessarily that that would solve our problem though. Yeah. Because the we Davies have, in the middle thing I'm okay with. I'm I okay mean, with
0: trying it, but I still think he's more effective on the on, wing. The, on the wing
1: because I think on the wing he has more space yeah, yeah. to run at defenders. And he, if he's central, the problem is he's going to be he could be he could be easily marked. Yeah, he's going to run into a defensive midfielder right away. He
0: doesn't have the experience to get out of the, the like traps that yeah, they can exactly. put for him in the defensive midfield. Um, it's worth the shot. I suppose like, if you're two 0 down, do
1: it. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, but
0: Reyna played on the right earlier in the season, and that didn't really work at all. But Dave is in the middle. I think the the problem is, like I said, it's
1: more like one of those like, well, this game is clearly yeah, but done. The, the, like, pro- the problem do is
0: the problem is we have okay, we have options in the attack midfield. We don't have good options in the attack midfield. Yeah, so well, we, like, I don't there's... think that's like the most pressing thing that will be addressed. You know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good question though, Matt. Like,
1: it's something to think about. But I would like to. Try it when but either when, we're in more of a safe when position.
0: When you're when you're playing a four two three one, the the three are so fluid anyway, right? The caps yeah. the caps switch on all the time, on, yeah. all the time. Well, they switch on like but uh, numbers divisible only... by fifteen, yeah. So like it's half hour or like fifty yeah. minutes, they do a switch to,
1: yeah. And it's but it's usually the wingers that are switching. It's usually very, uh, usually very rarely that the mm-hmm. central midfielder is yeah. switching with a re- winger. But the fact is, Reyna was it by his own. Is is more comfortable on the wing? I don't know. Or is he more comfortable?
0: He's more comfortable down the middle. Yeah, like... He played right wing, and he was terrible that one game. Mm-hmm. It was at home, I think, too. Might have been away. I can't remember. Um, okay, up front, Kamara or Blundell?
1: You know, I thought Blundell has been very good Yeah, these past few. And I like the the long ball over the top that, you know... I think That
0: could played. be there. That RSL, through yeah. ball, uh, the lofted through ball could yeah. be there.
1: And that's um, like... and. He's not. Some, there was probably a game plan, and that was probably why he got taken off. Because mm-hmm. um, it looked like he was running hard. Yeah, you know, he was putting all he all he could into it. So, and I don't think you can really fault Blundell for what happened in Minnesota at all. No. Um,
0: but if you had to pick one to start in the four two three one,
1: I'm gonna go with Blundell.
0: Okay. This time, are you confident that we'll see changes?
1: confident that i will see changes i think it needs to get worse before it gets better yeah i I still think that
0: like i said at the start in the part one it's still going downhill right
1: now in my experience that's just with this is just a life thing in general (laughs) listen up kids listen up kids life thing in general is usually when it hits rock bottom that's when changes happen yeah and mm. I don't think the White Caps are really at rock bottom. In the, the MLS C- it takes a while to get to yeah. rock bottom too. I feel like right now the White Caps are kind of on the edge. If they get a run of good form, if suddenly their counterattack starts clicking, they could be a playoff team. If this counterattack keeps on stalling stalling, <laughs> yeah. they're gonna be below the playoff. Mm. And it yeah, you know, line. That's that's pretty much how I see it. Yeah.
0: Okay, um, let's go over our lineups. See if we can agree on mm-hmm. stuff. Mirenovich in goal. Yeah. Yeah. No, really. I'll. I'll. I want to look into that more. I, yeah. I, I have a suspicion. Mm-hmm. Um, left back, Levis.
1: I like Levis. Oh,
0: actually, we have to address this. He <laughs> says Levi's. Who does? Brett Levi's. Okay, then he's Levi's. Yeah. <laughs> whatever you call the man, whatever
1: he wants to be called.
0: <laughs> Um, Like, I'm not Joe Daisy. You are Joe Daisy, okay? (laughs) Joe Daisy. Okay, uh, Central, uh, Waston, and AHA?
1: Yeah, I like... I think, again, yeah, I think Waston and AHA played quite well Mm -hmm. in that game in Minnesota, I think. Franklin
0: or Nowinski at right back?
1: I'd say Nowinski. Okay. I didn't like the game that Franklin had. Maybe I'm just...
0: Yeah. yeah, and Norwinski hasn't played it a lot no. recently. Yeah. Um, okay, two defensive mids. Tybert, I think, has to be in there. I hope so. Um, and Gazal.
1: Yeah. Uh, left wing. I think, again, I would put Davies to start. Okay, I'm going to go to Teixeira. I wouldn't be surprised if Teixeira starts. Yeah. Let's go with Teixeira. Um, and then Davies at 60th minute or something.
0: Yeah, or right wing. <laughs> you know, just saying. Stop it. Just Stop saying, Bravo. Hey, it's been good when he's been there. I um, honestly...
1: Yeah, I'd like to see... I'd like to see maybe Breck Shea start there. Yeah. There's, Cause there's Ibini, three
0: there's three that could go into two yeah. spots there, and I wouldn't be surprised to see... Yeah, Ibini any.
1: didn't really have that great of a game. No. He was not involved in the play a lot at all, which is... No. A, I, I don't want to throw him under the bus or anything, but it just... He, he needs a few more chances before we can yeah. have a full...
0: Like, uh, evaluation. Evaluation, in a In the middle, I would go Felipe. I could see Juarez there, though. Mm. Or, not Juarez. Um, Reyna. Reyna. Reyna.
1: I would prefer Reyna there. Okay. Honestly, because yeah. I think if you had Reyna and Blundell, I think that their link-up play will be very good.
0: And Blundell up front for you? Yeah. I'll go Kamar, just to... Just like, to be different. Just to yeah. be different. Fair but, enough. you know, if we are going to do almost 40 crosses, yeah. I might as well... Have Kamara in there. Yeah, I mean, if, yeah, that's the thing,
1: right? If we're gonna do 40 crosses, you might as well put Kamara in there. But that's like, yeah. Um, We've had what I thought
0: first was a haiku from Chris, but Mm -hmm. it actually is a a statement and a question. Okay. Um, I don't know what to say, Joe. The intro to the show is so good about not being able to predict the future and all. That's our intro music. Um, Yeah. But I just can't see us being unpredictable. I can't think of a question. Wait, I know. How do you think the Rovers will do on Monday? The TSS Rovers open their season on Monday. Are they on Lane Monday. United? I think it's Lane United, yeah.
1: You know what? I'm going to go with... Uh, I think it'll be a win for them. I okay. think they're going to win. I think they're going to come out and, you know, the 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 opening season uh, party was good. Yeah. So, Yeah. I think they, they're going to that, they're gonna carry that momentum forward.
0: <laughs> It'll be all smiles on Monday night, too. That's my prediction. Okay. I think like a, it should be a good game. It's yeah. hard to predict the USL PDL scores, but uh, yeah. Let's if say, you Let's say 2 0. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's go 2 0. <laughs> um, we don't even predict the white cap scores, but we're yeah. doing the TSS Rover scores. Yeah, uh, really, if you have a chance to make it out to that game um, next Monday night at Swan Stadium, please do. Information are is at uh, tssrovers.com. AFTN are media partners of TSS Rovers. Uh, Michael and Gideon will be doing the commentary. I do the um, stats um, that I provide to the league and also to the commentators as, as the game goes on. Great atmosphere. Parallel 49 beer. Swan Guardians. Uh, grassroots Canadian professional soccer. What else could you ask for? Mm-hmm. And on a, on a Monday too. That's a, a local pick me community. up. Yeah, absolutely. Technically, Burnaby because uh-huh. it's on the, that side of Boundary Road. Um, okay, last part of our show, part four, prediction game.
1: How did we do on the predictions, Joe?
0: Not one of us got anything right. I think that's the first time that yeah, happened. Yeah, that is the first time that happened. Um, well, I could go what? through all of them, but they're just so like depressing. Yeah. Let's not. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's not. I let's... said. I uh, Nick said one Whitecaps red card, which could have happened.
1: Oh, better. why didn't I just say one red card? Yeah. Oh. Uh,
0: I said Davy's goal. Felipe yellow, which I really thought would happen, but no yellow for Felipe. Gideon had Davies assist, and yeah, possession. Yeah,
1: it wasn't good. Um, Gideon. As soon as they got the red card, I knew my possession (laughs) stat. I was like, no.
0: Um, Gideon has uh, sent in his prediction. Um excellent. It it came from it came the by mail? Tinkerbell actually cuz he's oh, okay. in he's in Disneyland. So <laughs> he sent it over. Um he said the White Caps will hold 60 to 65% of possession. Mm. Is he expecting like a red card in the second minute or something? That that's might, the only way that's that the a Caps, bold prediction. Yeah. Uh Kamara starts and scores. Okay. And yellow card to Beasley. Ooh. Uh, interesting.
1: Uh what do you have, Nick? Okay, I have a Houston, team staff for Houston. Houston will have 16 dribbles during the game. 16 dribbles. Okay. Yeah. Um, Marinovich will have two claims. We have, we've been neglecting goal the keeping, claims, goal but claims are so they're they're
0: a lot less frequent than I thought they were when I look at well, the stats I'm, for goalies. Yeah, but
1: I think you know Houston will send in a fair yeah fair bit of crosses. Oh, that's the other thing. least has like
0: 3.6 aerial win dual wins a game. Oof. for a winger some some, <laughs> some defenders have <laughs> like 2.2 2. 2. Yeah. yeah it's ridiculous that's pretty crazy okay one more prediction and then
1: Davies I think will have 8 dribbles 8 dribbles yeah I'm going
0: oh. I'm pumping goodness me pumping we, we haven't train. talked about the like the tactical the the, the, the quite caps tactical shape isn't symmetrical because they is want it? a channel for Davies to run is, yeah. into. We should get into we'll that sometime. Talk,
1: maybe, maybe next time. Yeah, it's more visual
0: though, so it's yeah. hard to discuss uh, on a podcast. Okay, so those are your three predictions. I'm going to go for a Levi's assist. Ooh. I'm going to go for that old chestnut, Waston yellow card.
1: So at least one of us gets on the board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: And um, a goal for... Ooh um, Kyoto. Mm. Yeah. A goal for Kyoto. Uh, yeah. I kept it quite general. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, Nick, where can people find you online? Uh, Robot 56 Good. Actually. Uh, you can find Gideon at underscore Gideon Hill, even though he isn't here. Um, you can find me at JoeDCVan. Uh, yeah, thank you very much for uh, listening. Thank you for all your questions. Your questions really make the show mm-hmm. uh, a bit more fun. It gives us a bit of a direction to see what everyone wants to talk about. So uh, I usually send out a request for questions around a day before we record, if I remember to do that. Um, so yeah, please get in touch. Thanks so much to everyone who got in touch. Questions today were, were really, really great. Enjoy the game on Friday night. It's going to be a fun one. Mm-hmm. Uh, another Friday night game, which we Woo! haven't complained about this time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll have some, probably have some stories to tell next week about our experience at the game, at the game and beyond the game. Well, yeah, thank you very much for listening to episode 266 of the AFTN podcast. Enjoy the game.
1: One day, I shall come back. Yes, I shall come back. Until then, there must be no regrets, no tears, no anxieties. Just go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine.